I think we've all been through that initial, oh my God phase, you know, that, that initial panic. And we need to really now settle down and look at this and look at the opportunity of this. And I'm talking a lot about planning as if this is forever. You know, looking at this and going, everything's changed. A lot of it could stay changed. We will never go back to exactly how we were before. And we're going to learn an awful lot about ourselves, about our teams, about our clients. We need to operate in a much more flexible way. Welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast with business strategist, speaker and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Gavin here, episode 93, Business Mastermind Podcast, and another in my mini-series, Keep Your Boat Afloat, Business Survival Guide in COVID-19 Times. Today, it's Marion Page. Marion's 27 years of experience with McDonald's and over 10 years working with small business owners. She is a best-selling author, a professional speaker, and a total Jedi around systems. She's written two books, Process to Profit and Simple, Logical and um, Repeatable, are two of her books. And she's very, very good around systems. And we had a conversation today specifically around routine, how you can get used to an established working from home, but to the point where you can get to the point of efficiency. So we talked about routine, uh, importance of revisiting the customer journey, actually a conversation about the importance of training um, your employees now, and a real gem around critical performance indicators as opposed to key performance indicators. You're going to love this one. Marion Page, straight into the interview now. Hello and welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Gavin Preston here and welcome to the mini-series that I'm doing called Keep Your Boat Afloat, uh, Business Survival Strategies in COVID-19 Times. And today, sat down with Marion Page. Marion, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Gavin. It's real great, really great to be here. So I've had a number of conversations over recent days in this mini-series. I've talked to other people about dealing with the emotional journey. Um, I've talked about some specific financing and banking things. We talked about some contingency and disaster planning. But what I haven't had until now the opportunity to talk to anybody about is the practicalities of running your business from home keeping your teams engaged and being effective and rather than in complete paralysis. So thank you for your time today to come on because I know this is your area of expertise. Please, can you share um, initially a little bit about your background and why and it become clear why systems are so much your bag, so much your thing. (laughs) So um, my uh, I've, I've been running my own business for about the last 10 years um, and it is very much focused on helping businesses to have the system and structure to um, to give the business owner freedom of choice. That's what, it, it, you know, clarity, consistency and choice are it, it, like my mantra. The reason I'm into systems is because uh, my corporate background is McDonald's and McDonald's pretty much whether you love or hate the food or them, um, they have built a hugely successful business on the back of uh, of their systems um and and it's interesting i've been i've been reflecting quite a lot on the crises that that mcdonald's went through um i was part of the crisis management team for quite a number of years and 
you know, I mean, from from mad cow disease to their major distribution plant um, going up in a literally in a cloud of smoke um, down in Bunsfield. Um, you know, McLeibel, Supersize Me. You know, they 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 went through an awful an awful of crises, and I think the thing for me that is of use to the rest of us is um, through all of that they. <clears throat> For most of the crises, where they, where they didn't do do things right, they l- always learned from their mistakes and got it right next time. Right. So they they tended to lead rather than rather than follow. Um, they because they were so systemized in terms of um, having teams who could could uh, complete multiple tasks. So that so there's if I say that there's one right way to do everything in a McDonald's and everybody knows that one right way. That makes you incredibly flexible in terms of um, your team leaving or being sick or um, you know just not being able to function because knowledge is in somebody's head and they're off sick. And I know that there will be a number of business business owners now who for whom that's a real yeah. that's a real problem. Yeah. That you know the knowledge is in somebody's head and they, and they aren't around at the moment. So, so there's a lot of a lot of lessons that I learned from being part of those crises and, and getting through them. Um, from a really practical point of view, and, and this was really what you what you got me here to talk about. From a really, really practical point of view, I think we've all been through that initial "oh my god" phase. You know sure. that that initial panic, um, and we need to really now settle down and look at this and look at the opportunity of this. Um, And I'm talking a lot about planning as if this is forever, you know, looking at this and going, you know, everything's changed. A lot of it could stay changed. We we will never go back to exactly how we were before. And we're going to learn an awful lot about ourselves, about our teams, about our clients, um, we need to operate in a much more flexible way. So, so the couple of the first things that that I would focus on, um, particularly with a remote team. Obviously, the first thing actually is is have they got the technology to operate um, effectively in their in their homes? You know, do they have laptops? I was, I was talking to somebody the other day. Um, they'd, the business had to buy seven hundred laptops. Goodness, wow! Never, never crossed their mind to. Yeah, scary. Anyway, um, have they got the right kit? Once they've got the right kit, it is really all about communication and how well you communicate. <clears throat> we go into a lot of businesses where um, we went into a lot of businesses <laughs> pre this, uh, where communication was the key problem. In fact, every business communication is always the thing that the team go, oh, you know, they don't communicate with us enough, or sure. they keep things from us, whatever, whatever. Right now, communication is absolutely crucial. And one of the really practical things that I've, I've been recommending is having a daily huddle. Yes. And you know, using the amazing technology that is Zoom that we are talking over now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or similar, but yeah. Zoom is, is brilliant. Yeah. Getting the team face-to-face, just even if it's just for 10 or 15 minutes, how are you? Certainly, at the moment, how are you? How are your family? Um, how's it going? What are you? What are you planning to get done today? Um, okay, right. <clears throat> at the end of the day, just 
whether it's drop an email or if you know people use Slack, Microsoft Teams, those sort of things, just let us know how. Let let the rest of the team know how you got on with your three things that you've committed to now. Really simple, really clear. Anybody that needs support, um, they can then stay on after the huddle to you know to talk through their particular challenge and and you know it could be with their their children or whatever. Um, so that would be the first thing I would do. I would just make sure that. I don't think you can over-communicate in this situation. Um, so the more you stay in touch with your team, let them know what's happening. You know, uh, I, I know I'm not alone in um, as a business owner in looking at the furloughing of the team. You know, do the team understand what that means? Um, do they understand that you're looking at that? Um, do they understand how you are protecting the business that they all work for? And don't have... I really, I really feel at this point, hiding anything from from people is is not good. No, no. Um, the other really good thing about the daily huddles is that they bring in that element of routine. Um, and I, you know, I know we, we were just talking about it off air, um, as they say on the radio. Uh, we were just talking about it off air that um, you know there are children around yes. our working environment yeah. now, um, and and routine to a large extent is going out the window yeah how can you build routine back in back in for your team but also for yourself personally sure is the you know the daily huddle is one very simple way of routinely every single morning at 10 o'clock or whatever time suits your team you and your team we're going to meet for 15 minutes and we'll lock the children in the bathroom whatever <laughs> but we will meet for 15 minutes and to be honest it, uh, uh, the, there are a number of um, uh, meetings that have been shown online where children are popping in and out. Yeah, yeah. You know what? There's not a problem with that. That's going to be the new norm, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it's it, it, the important thing is for your you and your team to have that contact, um, albeit you know over the over the airways, so to speak. Um, but it builds in routine. It builds in some element of structure. Um, into an otherwise very unstructured day. Um, the other thing that I would I would aim to do is to uh, just try and protect, um, even if it's sixty minute chunks of time over the course of the day, to um, to do something specific. Um, I, mean, I, I know I've, I've got a list of of seven things that that I really must get done today. Um, and, and I know that I'm not going to be able to do that in seven consecutive hours. So, you know, what what can you do to to use the, the time of the day? I was going to say before the children wake up, I'm guessing they wake up at about four o'clock and four or five o'clock in the morning. So um, that's something that I'm having to adapt to, Marianne. You know, <laughs> I'm getting up earlier and the, the mornings are getting uh, you know, uh, lighter earlier. So yeah. and then I think, great, I'm going to exercise and get a couple of hours of work in. That's not no. happening. No, no, <laughs> so no. So my working no. day sometimes starts at quarter to nine at night <laughs> when they're asleep. But, and that, that, is, that is the thing. And that is actually um, what, what I'm talking about, planning as if this is forever. That is one of the, um, that's one of the, in some ways, one of the benefits of, having your remote team working at different hours of the day, the, the, the business day becomes longer. Yeah. We, we are finding what it is like to be flexible mm. with our team. I mean, but I know personally, I know a lot of business owners who've gone, no, 
I want them in at nine and I'm, you know, work till five and then go home. Actually, now they're, they're having to um, take advantage of their teams working earlier in the morning and through till late at night because, you know, some people are looking after elderly relatives that live with them as well as their children. Um, you know, some, some of those are, are unwell themselves. We are all having to be way more flexible. So setting, trying to just protect an hour where you can get something focused done um, and, you know, how many of those separate hours can you achieve in the day? Because I think with, with focus, well, I, I've always thought this, actually, because I, I, when I was in corporate, I tended to um, work from home at least one day a week. Yes. I got so much more done. Oh, yes, for sure. At home than, you know, without all of the distractions of the office and people asking you questions and can you just do all of those sort of sort of um, uh, interruptions to your day. Now you've got your children, but the, the joy of, of children is that they can be distracted by Peppa Pig or yeah, I don't yeah. have children. So, I, <laughs> so, so give me some examples of what they're distracted by. Yeah, help me out. But, but there are, you know, there are distractions. Yeah. The sun is shining. Yeah. You know, if you've got a garden, they can play yeah. in the garden while yeah. you, while you set, set your focus. Yeah. Um, one of the other, um, one of the other really key activities that, that I also encourage people to, um, uh, to do is, revisit their customer journey <clears throat> excuse me okay revisit their customer journey um and look at the way we map a customer journey is we, we get a, a big sheet of brown paper yeah. we draw swim lanes on it we have client at the top swim lane and then each role or in a smaller team each individual and then software at the bottom and then step by tiny step what is our customer journey and and at the moment is what is what does our customer journey look like now so whereas before you might have had somebody sitting in an office answering the phone who's now answering the phone remotely when they answer the phone remotely how do how do they you know what information do you want them to gather have you ever put together a template of this is the information i want you to get from from whoever's called through um you know, get them to answer these questions for you before you pass on the message to to somebody else. And just look at those tiny details, step by tiny step, all the way through your your customer journey. Um, look at what uh, what remote work. If if you planned for this being forever, what could remote working look like for for your team? What would need to be in place? Uh, what what templates would you need? What checklists? What equipment um who who would start to do different jobs because they're because they're working at the end of the day perhaps um it's a really important exercise to to carry out to just rework your customer journey but that's an interesting decision it. around from an investment hey, uh, appraisal Thank point of view taking to know to listen to because we don't know how long it's going to go within on the business and to what podcast, extent things will keep you uh, be like this forever like you said or whether there will be some return to some aspect of how things are done yes, before do yeah. so i'm sure a lot of people are thinking and to oh, your business uh, three weeks three months that's the time frame and then it will be as things were before maybe reticent to invest in the british business or infrastructure 
best to enable home working, but your message here is this, this, because so many people are being forced to this way of working, so there's an opportunity really here to, uh, to, to leverage that going forward. Yeah. And from an efficiency point of view, and, you know, it could be massively more efficient. To, to, to continue this you know, what, what are the what are the savings of not having not having a physical premises is you know is that possible I know it's not possible for everybody, uh, but what are the what are the real possibilities here we've never had more time to think than we do now uh, and to really um, eight areas around employees reinvent reinvent ourselves um, reinvent what what this could all be mean for our, for our business and for and for our clients because as I say, if if clients need that greater flexibility, then it's like my I bank with Metro Bank, okay, and even their ability, you know, their willingness to open, I know not now, but their willingness to open at eight o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night, made such a difference to me knowing that to be honest, I rarely go into the bank, but actually just knowing that they were there and that I could if I needed to, was, was really important. What, what can you offer your customers now or your clients now that, that you wouldn't have done before when you were working nine to five in, a, in an office? Yeah. Um, and it, it, it isn't just about the, um, it isn't just about the, the tech. It's also about, you know, the, crikey, just think what it would do for the environment if, I was just thinking that actually when you said that if actually more and more people are going to be working from home, the number of people commuting will be significantly less. So, yeah. 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 You, you meant you talked about appraisals there though, and that that is um that is one area that I know people are worried about because the they um an awful lot of businesses and business owners manage manage on visibility. Yeah. Um Somebody's working hard because they stay a little bit later, yeah. um, or um, you know somebody's really good because you know they were there and they were they were positive while they were while they were in the office, um, and we now all need to manage on results um, and delivery and. Um, you know, did the, did the person do what they say they were going to That's do? That's such a good point because it always used to be a stigma working from home and in, in sort of inverted commas, and people think, yeah, 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 yeah they're sat in the garden and etc. Yeah, but having a day off. Yeah, yeah. And the presupposition behind that was that somebody was skiving and having a day off, but now because people have to work from home and that there has to be a level of flexibility. We'll, as like you've just said, we'll probably get to the point where people are going to be managed on output, on delivery of objective, which is where they should have always ever been managed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it, it, that and that that is, uh, you know, I, I said about how much we're going to learn about, uh, we're going to learn about ourselves, but also about our teams. Yeah. There, there's an element that uh, I said this in a in a video the other day that we're going to reap what we have sown. So if we have been really good at training our teams and giving them feedback and um, communicating with them, yep. then our teams are going to all be on board and they're going to be looking for how they can help us and the business to survive. If we haven't been so good at doing that, um, then you know they will enjoy their time at home <laughs> and perhaps not work as hard because you aren't as good at giving feedback. But it comes back to those routines. It comes back to that communication that if you're having your daily huddle, but you're also having uh, weekly one-to-ones and then monthly one-to-ones to look at, to, to actually review performance. So what have you got done this month? Because most of, you know, 
if somebody isn't achieving results yeah. and delivering output, then what are what are they doing? What what is what is their role? You know, does their role even exist? Mm-hmm. Uh, should it exist? I should say. Um, so I think I think we're gonna we we are going to find out. Well, lot. I've actually seen some members of, uh, of employees, members of the teams of my clients, since working from home, they're visibly upping their output uh, because they need to be. They know they need to be yeah. seen because yeah. they've got a, a, a sense of if I don't continually adding value, am I going to be still kept yes. on in, in employment? So, yeah. if anything, it is driving a need for. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was a part of um, a team meeting with a, one of my clients yesterday, again on Zoom, and it went really well. And and actually, you know, one of the, the, the ladies, her cat walked across in front of the screen and it was just a bit of light humour. Yeah. Um, and it was just part of everyday life. And yes. uh, it, it turned out to be a really, really effective and productive meeting as good as would have, uh, that we would have had face to face in yeah. the same room. Yeah. Oh, no, I think I think it's... Um... I think it's going to waken an awful lot of people up who who have been, you know, I guess it's like when we moved from the industrial age into, yes. you know, the 20th century. Yep. It's, like, you know, it's that bigger step. Um, and we are, the, the efficiencies from it are, are going to be... So just to, to drill into that point around efficiency, so that there is some chaos at the beginning as you're adjusting and, and, and trying to get into new routines. So one of the things that... What are the things that they can do to help to move to a place of efficiency? You mentioned daily huddles. You mentioned kind of some routine, blocking time out. What other things could you recommend from a kind of like a systems point of view that will help with efficiencies? Yeah, well, I think they need to um, they need to look at their uh, they need to look at their training is is one thing. Um, You know, I, I. because because of McDonald's, we had one right way to do everything. I think it's a perfect opportunity to look at what the one right way to do every task in their business looks like, and then to create how-to videos for that. You know, we're we're um, in a lot of businesses. Anybody that's created a system, it's tended to go on a piece of paper, um, you know, or printed out as you know, step one, do this; step two, do this; step three, do this. How-to videos that we use every day, you know, if you want to learn how to do anything new, you go on to Zoom and, hey, find how-to. a how-to video. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so how-to videos for their, for their team going forward so that we haven't got three or four different ways of doing the same task. We're all doing it in the same way. That immediately gives you greater efficiencies. Um, you, you, you're able to... Um, you're able to give really specific feedback to people if they're not following the one right way to to do something. I think in terms of achieving um, results, it's actually understanding what is important and having measures in place. You know, everybody talks about um, key performance indicators. Right now, what we all need to be looking at is are critical performance indicators. Those those right. you know four or five things that are going to um, either keep the business of keep the business afloat, uh, keep customers satisfied, or you know see it all you know go to pot basically. So what are what are the four or five measures? Look at those first, and then look at the key performance indicators for each individual in the team. So <clears throat> taking time now to set out what the team members' role, each individual team member's role looks like 
what you want to measure them against, and then having um, uh, we we follow a, a one-page performance review um, that really it, it it's absolutely perfect for for right now. It's very simple. It's a um, you know tick box. Excellent to needs improvement for about fifteen measures that relate to that individual's business in three sections: their business, their, their contribution to the business, their contribution to the team, and then their ability to show up and achieve their personal their personal goals. Um, and it just ha- looking at that once a month. But having very specific goals for each for each person, um, those are the sorts of things that I, I, training and, and feedback at this point. It, it's a great time to to get that sorted. When you know, for those of us that um, you know, clients if they haven't completely dried up, they you know, as the money is getting tighter, it's you know we we hope some of the payments start coming through, but as the money is getting tighter. You know, clients just start pausing or you know or dropping off. So it's a really useful way to um, uh, to work with your team is to go through that customer journey, work out um, work out how things need to be different for each individual part of the journey. Work out the one right way to do it. Create a how to video. And then going forward, you've got that. Any new new team member coming on board can simply watch the how-to video, and they are they immediately know how to do how to do the task. Whereas right now, they would need to jump on a Zoom call with one of the team. Yeah. To, yeah. Um, so it just it, it it just makes the business that much more efficient and streamlined. Um, and and simple. That's a really powerful sort of suggestion and insight for me about training and feedback. Now is the time. That's almost counterintuitive. Like people yeah. think that that they are, you know, knuckling down to doing the essentials, and you're actually saying it is essential for efficiency to get that yeah. training in place now. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a perfect time to do it. Um, you know, I, I guess the the one uh, caveat to that to that would be if you are now furloughing your employees. Mm. Um, you know, which is something that that we're looking at. If you furlough your employees, like my message to to my team members who are, who will be going on furlough is, use this time to to learn new skills. Yeah. Use this use this time to help the business to be more self sustaining when you come back. Yeah. What can you learn now yeah. that's going to make us more efficient and leaner when you when you return? Yeah. Um, and and if it. Again, it goes back to reaping what you saw. If you've hired va- um, team members who share your values in the first place, they will absolutely buy into that because you know they're, they're still being paid, albeit not by you. They will buy into that. They will, oh my God, yeah, I could learn how to do Facebook ads effectively or yep. Uh, yep. Whatever, whatever the skill is that your business really needs. Um, it's a great opportunity for them to upskill themselves. Um, yeah. While the sun is shining. While the sun is shining, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, yeah, maybe. And, and and then it also becomes okay to have your lunch outside. You know, there's the absolutely. And, and, and what we may actually see if we take away some of the immediate challenges of your children while you're trying to focus, uh, what we may actually see is people's uh, quality of life improving and them enjoying their work more yeah. because yes. 
in, instead of going for a, you know a five minute coffee stood in the kitchen they can sit outside and if they have the looking to have outside space um and, and they or, or they can just enjoy being in their home yeah yeah absolutely and I, I, you know, I do I do think that um I mean personally I'm looking forward to being able to hug people again I, I'm yeah. really struggling with it. <laughs> I'm a hugger and it's, I'm struggling with being You can't beat a good hug and human beings, we, we, we need that, so, don't we? We love that. The, uh, for me, there will always be a need for people to come together face to face and touch flesh. Yeah, um, yeah. But but it doesn't need to be every single day. And I, and we are we really are going to learn a lot about just how uh, how good it is for business to to be remote. Yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a massive opportunity and so positive. I, I I find myself being very calm and really positive about where the world the world so, and it is. I love that it's the whole world. It's not just one country that's suffering. It's the whole world. Just as that, just to dive is probably our last point. Then to dive into that is that in the context of you know you've you've hinted at um, initially your client pipeline has been affected that you're having to furlough um, a number of your members of your team, and yet you're still excited, positive, and um, intrigued, exploratory, explorative around where this could be. So did you have to go through kind of like a, you know, the the, the grief curve, the change curve to get to that point? Or, oh. Yes, and, and and actually I my curve sort of was almost minute to minute in the first instance. I was like, really positive, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, for the, certainly for the first few days, I, I definitely, you know, I went through every emotion. Uh, but the more I thought about it, it's like the the opportunity just has become massive because if we if we can if we can all work remotely and we're working at different times of, of the day, particularly businesses that have traditionally been nine to five, what opportunity can that can that potentially open you up to worldwide? Mm. It's you know, and and people who have always had face to face work, just moving some of what they do online and having conversations like this, which you know, yes, it would be nice to have sh- you know shaken your hand or given you a hug before we started or when we end, but actually, this works brilliantly, doesn't it? Doesn't it? And we, you know, we can we can have really purposeful meetings, conversations. It's it's difficult to do. Um, long uh long sessions um to a screen and and to receive long sessions over over a screen i i did um i did a uh day for daniel priestley on on systems from for 24 his 24 assets program and there were three people in the room and 33 on the on on a little camera and and that can be quite challenging over a long over a longer period of time yes. so you know, so so then then the the sort of thought process is okay. So so let's chunk it down. Let's make it manageable. Um, and like you, I'm sure I talk to a lot of business owners who are constantly bleating about how they don't have time to work on the business because they're working in it. For sure. Well, now, now is, is your time. time. <laughs> now is the time. That's... No more excuses. Now is your time. Work on your blooming business. What a brilliant um, message, yeah. Marianne. I know you've got you're also back to back in calls and podcasts and interviews like this. So I just wanted to say thank you so much. Now you are 
the author of is now three books. You've got a fourth one in the works or nearly due out. So if people yeah, well, want... one of the three is a, 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 a short report. The okay. McFreedom, McFreedom report is is more a report than a book on Amazon. But um, so the, the yeah. title the title of your book Process to Profit um, and Simple Logical and Repeatable, which is also on Audible. And the one that's coming out in July is Mission to Manage, because managing people doesn't have to be Mission Impossible. Oh, I Boom. love that. I love that. Great <laughs> catch line. And um, your website and for people to follow you on social media. How do they do that, Marianne? Yeah, mariannepage.co.uk for the website, Marianne Page Limited for uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Um, yeah, we're, we're on there posting videos and Facebook Lives. Come and join us. It'd be fun. Fantastic. I'll leave that strong message and now is the time to work on your business. No Thanks very much, Marianne. We really appreciate your Thank time Thank you today. very much, Gavin. Take care. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact. <laughs>